What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. You don't know what that ought is, Mr. Trash. I'd show you, but I'm too old. I'm too tired. I'm too fucking blind. If I were the man I was five years ago, I'd make a flamethrower to this place. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! This is also binomics, right? We've been talking about binomics since last week and how it's delivering. And how it's delivering. What is it delivering? It's delivering a loss of over $33,000 in real wealth in just a year to the middle class. But you know what? We're not going to talk about this, Tim. Let's get off my lawn. The matter really means of a Gen Xer. And as always, the truth shall set you free. Uh, I want to join. I want to thank everyone for joining in on YouTube. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. Also, make sure you follow us in every place that podcast can be found. Everyone knows I love Corinne Jean Pierre because of the fact that she is the. I, I thought Jen Psaki was uh, was arrogant, was a little bit uh, a little too full of herself because of the fact that she thought she was so smug that she had all the answers, but she never answered any of the questions. And you just laugh because Queen Jean-Pierre is even more confusing than anyone else. Seriously, she she if she does not have it written down in her binder and she has no idea what's going on, she just doesn't want. She goes, I can't answer that because of the Hatch Act. The Hatch Act limits my ability to answer this question. Now, she also was just charged with a Hatch Act violation for her uh, calling the super MAGA, uh, ultra, ultra MAGA Republicans, or whatever whatever phrase she likes to use. She did get a hatch violation for doing that, because you are evidently not supposed to do that. You're not supposed to, you know, talk about the election in, in reference to from the podium as the, uh, as the press secretary. But it, it's, one, it's just one of those things. And I love it because now she is, there evidently was cocaine, of course, found in the White House. We're going to talk about that. But she doesn't want to talk about that. She doesn't want to answer any questions about that. I always think of the Bart Simpson. I didn't do it. <laughs> and I love it because the day after they find the cocaine, who happens to be at the White House but Hunter Biden? And then I love the Biden defense. Well, no, we weren't home. <laughs> I think the maid did it. Yes, we we weren't here. We're never here. We're always in Delaware. That's what she said. <laughs> Sorry, uh, but I, I just got. I want to play this clip. This clip is a minute forty four, but I have to play this because this is the venerable Corinne Jean Pierre. Just uh, clarify for us where exactly inside the West Wing the substance was discovered. I'm not going to get into uh, specifics. All I can say is when people visit the West Wing, uh, there is uh, an air, there is the area of the West Wing where uh, it is highly uh, traveled. Okay. Now, first of all, we're going to stop right there because yes, there is an area in the West Wing that highly is highly traveled, and this is where the 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 substance was initially thought to been discovered, but evidently that was proven false. It's in a different area, which is more difficult to get into and get access to, but let's continue. 
Uh, and that is what happens. People come through this particular area, it's highly traveled. I'm just not going to get into specifics. I'm not going to get into, uh, uh, not going to get ahead of the Secret Service. And so I'll let them speak to that. And I love it because the Secret Service comes out and says, you know what, with all this evidence, with, with all of our technology, with all of our abilities, with everything that we could potentially do to, uh, to find out who did this, we're probably not going to find out who did it. Even though we could probably get fingerprints, DNA, you could probably find there's cameras everywhere in this building. And the scariest thing is this. The Secret Service literally came out and said, we're probably not going to know who did it. <laughs> so you're telling me that a white substance can just all of a sudden just show up in the White House and the Secret Service will never be able to figure out how to do it, how to figure out who did it with all the technology that is at their disposal. They're never going to be. I don't even know why we're going to investigate this because of the fact that uh, we're not going to. This is one of the most secure buildings in the world, but we're not going to know how someone brought cocaine into the building. Hunter Biden, I'm looking at you. There are a couple of primary entrances into the West Wing. There's the one with which we're all familiar right outside uh, the driveway where the Marine stands when the president's in, in the West Wing. And there's another entrance uh, off West Executive Avenue. Can you explain which which entrance we're talking I'm about? I'm going to let the Secret Service. So evidently it was the West Executive Avenue entrance, evidently. And that is an entrance that the president himself, when he comes in from his motorcade, has been known to go through. So we're in a very secure area. We're at an entrance where the mo where the president can come in from, but we have no idea how someone could have possibly gotten a drug into the White House. Hunter Biden, I'm looking at you. Uh, can you explain why you, you can't explain it? I mean, you, you described it as a heavily traveled area. That's what the secret. I'm just saying what the Secret Service uh, said. We got this from the Secret Service. So I'm sharing a little bit more with you uh, from here. But again, it's under their purview. It's under investigation. They will they will have more specifics down the road uh, as they are uh, looking into this. We are confident that they will get to the bottom of this. And so I'm just going to leave it to them. The substance was discovered late on Sunday. What's the latest staff led tours that happened? in the West Wing on a Sunday. You know, I don't have the... So it, the substance was discovered on a, on a Sunday. Because, you know, there, there are so many staff-led tours on a holiday weekend on a Sunday. There's so many tours. I mean, there, there's, uh, there's probably at least, uh, I don't know, negative four. <laughs> and I love it. I love her look because I, I, I cannot wait till we get the uh, video portion of the podcast up on YouTube because I just love her look. Her look is like... <laughs> Don't ask me that question. I'm not here to answer questions. I'm here to direct you elsewhere. Specific on how late the, the staff tours, uh, staff led tours go. Uh, but I can tell you that there was one on Friday. There was one on Saturday. There was on one on Sunday. The times that there are not any West Wing tours is when. Now, the funniest thing is it had to have been one of these tours. It couldn't have been like left there for an extended period of time. And it couldn't have been maybe just the Secret Service looked the other way because maybe a family member, not looking at you, Hunter Biden, left it there. There is a federal holiday like yesterday or a big a White House, a large White House event. I uh, just don't have the specifics. Let's let's let the Secret Service get to the bottom of this. They'll have more, hopefully more information. And uh, we have confidence that they uh, will be able to. Uh, we have confidence. We have very much we have very much confidence that they're going to figure this out. Oh my goodness. And I love it because if you, if you, and like I said, I'm not trying to pick on Korean Jean Pierre. Well, I'm picking on her a little bit. 
a reporter asked another question a couple days back about the uh, the chaotic exit from Afghanistan, and it, and does the uh, Biden administration accept responsibility? And the report specifically says that senior administrative officials were to blame for what happened. But let, 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 let's 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 just hear her response to this question because she's the press secretary. She's supposed to be disseminating information, cause you know, making a little bit of spin on things. So let's see how she answers this one. The report specifically says that senior administration officials were to blame for the chaotic exit, for failing to decide which Afghans should be eligible for evacuation, and for issuing changing guidance. Do you agree with the report? Do you accept responsibility? Look, what I'm saying, the report came from the State Department. It's an action after action report. I will just let it speak for itself. I'm just not going to comment further. This is a State Department report. Clearly, it is part of the administration. If that's what it lays out, that's what it lays out. So, if that's what it says, that's what it says. <laughs> that's what it lays out. That's what it lays out. But I'm not going to talk about it. Why would I answer questions to talk about things at press briefings? <laughs> you people, you people are silly. <laughs> There's something very, very wrong here. Uh, but this, but this is our, this is our administration. This is our president. This is our, you know, you know, listen, there, there, there were times that, you know, the Trump administration was not any better, but I, I what's her name? Mac, what's her name? Kaylee McDemany. I, I was the last press, press secretary for, um, for Trump. And I got to tell you this, you, you know, she was on her game. She was, and I love it because I've talked about this before, because she not only answered questions, she gave you a history lesson. And I remember one reporter was asking a question and it, and as he was asking the question, it, it like this screen just came out, it was coming down on the ceiling. And then before he could finish the answer, asking the question, she had charts up. She had charts and information. And she was like, okay, well, you want to talk about this? Here we go. Let's talk about this a little bit. But this one just doesn't want to answer a question. Why would you want to answer a question? Why would you want to answer a question because of the fact that you may, because if you answer a question, you know, it, it, it's just, it's just, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. Oh my God! But you can just bring cocaine, any white substance in the house, but it's okay because you know what? We're, we're just we're just not going to worry about it. <laughs> we're just we're not going to we're, we're not going to worry about it. Um, and then uh, Deputy Press Secretary Andrew Bates was asked a question aboard Air Force One en route to South Carolina the other day. I guess also on the cocaine, and he's a, he's another one that he he always brings in the hot act. One more, uh, you know, President, uh, former President Trump has made some pretty wild posts uh, recently on social media. Uh, one of them was that uh, the cocaine found in the White House was had belonged to either the president or his son. Are you willing to say that that's not the case, that they don't belong to them? I, I don't have uh, a response to that because we have to be careful about the Hatch Act. Uh, what I will say is that I have noticed there does seem to be some increasing frustration coming from that corner in general. Uh, and I think it is probably rude. Uh, I can't tell you that the president or his son did not use the cocaine because of the fact, because of the hatch act. And I love it because it, it, it's baffling. Why would you, why would you invoke the hatch act? Now the hatch act came about in 19, I think 39. Um, 
and, and it, it's it's basically as they say, it prohibits civil servant employees and the executive branch of federal governments, except the president of the United States, from engaging in some form of political activity. So, in other words, you you can't you know you can't go up to the podium and you can't start you know talking about your your opponent in an upcoming election. You can't make derogatory comments about an opponent in an election such as that. That's what it was designed for. That's and it was re- most recently amended back in 2012. But when someone directly asks you, "Are the president is the president or his son using cocaine?" the answer is the Hatch Act prohibits me from answering that question. No, it doesn't. <laughs> no, it doesn't. But okay, it's all right though. We 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 don't. If you don't want to answer the question, then don't answer the question. That's fine. I I have I have no I have no problem with that. What I do have a problem with though is is this. Well, I think culture is it, it is a reflection of our moment and our time, right? And and and. Present culture is the way we express how we're feeling about the moment. And, and we should always find times to express how we feel about the moment. That is a reflection of joy because, you know, it comes in the morning. <laughs> we have to find ways to also express the way we feel about the moment in terms of just having language and, and, and a connection to how people are experiencing life. And I think about it in that way, too. Well, Kamala I- Harris, man. Why does she always seem drunk? Why does she always seem like she had a little bit of the, the, the schnapps brandy before she goes out and speaks to people? It's unbelievable that she literally has nothing in that head of hers. I mean, and I'm being serious about this. This, this, this word salad is not even the worst word salad that she's ever had. And this person is the one that is second in command. This, if something happens to the commander in chief, she's up. It's, it's her job. And then soon she is going to be in charge of artificial intelligence, handling the dichotomy and the, the, the dissemination and, and dissection of uh, artificial intelligence. We'll all be going to the Kamala Harris. You know, because AI stands for artificial intelligence. And if the intelligence is artificial, it's artificially being intelligent. Because it's not just intelligence, it's artificial intelligence. And if we have intelligence that's artificial, the officialness of this intelligence will be artificial. (laughs) Oh my God, I could be vice president. I never thought I never thought about that. I could be by I could be just as ram, I I could ramble on just as much as she possibly can. <laughs> I love it that Supreme Court Justice Brown Jackson argued that affirmative action saves lives. It saves lives. And now people are coming out and saying said she the claim that she made was mathematically absurd. And this is about how black newborn babies, in her dissenting opinion against the affirmative action case that uh, happened just recently with the Supreme Court, that uh, that it saves lives in the 
I want to talk about this. I want to talk about this, but I, I you know what I don't want to talk about. This. I changed my mind. I changed my mind because you know what? My brain cannot handle the left today. My brain is just stuck in the mud today because of the fact that if we take a look at some of these things that these people want to do, some of these things that they say, it it just kind of makes you. It just makes you shocked. It just it, it, you're just dismayed at this. Because of the fact that you you look at this and say, okay, these are people that are running our country. These are people that are making decisions in reference to the highest court in the land, and they just can't get anything right. What what is serious? What is seriously wrong with that that situation? I mentioned the other day that uh, that I have like a list of movies, like five favorite movies, and. Someone asked me on one of the chats, they said, um, <laughs> I was just reading something else. It says CDC now giving tips for trans people who want to breastfeed. Oh my God. Okay. Listen, I'm going to break this down for you real easy. I'm going to, and I'm going to end this argument real quick for the LBG 4719 to the 14th power community. If you are a man, woman that identifies as a man, yes, you could still have a baby if you have lady parts still and you did not transition. So breastfeeding would be exactly the same way. It would not change. <laughs> There's there is no difference because you identify as a man. You don't if you are a woman you identify as a man, all of a sudden you do not forget all your natural instincts. They don't just go away. Just wanted to throw that out there. But someone asked me, you know, I, I mentioned and I don't know if you would call them guilty pleasure movies, but I think I'm fairly normal in the, the fact that they're they're like five movies that I watch all the time, and, and and you know if you're on like TBS or something, the Shawshank Redemption comes up, you got to watch it. If Top Gun comes up, you got to watch it. And even though you know what's going to happen in the movie, even though you've seen it like three thousand four hundred seventy eight times, Goodfellas comes on, you got to watch it. You're going to sit there and watch it. You are going to sit there. With the commercials, even though the fact that you may have it saved on your streaming service, you may have it on Blu-ray, but you're going to watch it with the commercials because of the fact that there's nothing, there's never anything good on TV. No, not whatsoever. So I was asked again, what were my five, like, what are my five favorite movies? or one of my five guilty pleasure movies. And I'm not going to give you all of them because that would just be, that's, that's not how you would extend the series out. I'm going to give you my first one. I'm going to give you one right off the back. Cause I watched it last night and that's big trouble in little China with Kurt Russell. He's Jack Burton truck driver. He saves the world. John Carpenter movie. Uh, Kurt Russell's done a couple John Carpenter movies before. Uh, most notable is the thing. This is kind of like a this this when when this script was originally written. He also did Escape from New York, which is my one of one of the other favorite movies with John Carpenter. Um, when this script was originally written for Big Trouble in Little China, it was supposed to be set in the old west. It was a west. It was it was a western. Uh, but then when John Carpenter pitched it to the movie studios, no one wanted it as a western. They they all wanted it as a uh, you know as 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 a modern time film. So Carpenter trying to get the cash to make the money, turned around and said, okay, I can do that. We, 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 can, ch we can change that. I, I'm not really losing my artistic uh, ability and, and, and thought process if I just change it from the Old West and over to you know, modern times. 
But it's one of those movies, again, that if you, in my opinion, if, if you sit down, you watch it on television, you have to see what's going on. You have to stop and watch it. You got to stop and watch. You got to stop and see what's going on because it's a fun little movie to watch. It's an interesting little movie. It's an interesting movie. It's a fun movie. It's an action movie. It's a karate movie. It's 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 a ma- it's a man's man movie. But that's just one of them. So a judge. I, I this last thing I want to talk about real quick here. A judge uh, came out and basically has blocked and banned the federal government from working directly with and contacting social media companies because of the fact that we we now know that. The federal government was basically controlling Twitter and controlling the election and controlling things that were getting out about COVID, even though they were even though what they were saying was wrong, was 100 percent right. Well, a federal judge blocked the has blocked the federal government, not not just the Biden administration, any federal government for collaborating with or working directly with social media companies to, you know, to disseminate information or to halt the dissemination of information. So. Which, which to me, and they, and like I said, they're saying this because of the fact that if they didn't do it during COVID, there would have been all these deaths. I'm not even going to get into the COVID situation. So what's happening now is Biden is a, the Biden administration is seeking an emergency order, halting the ban on social media companies' contacts. You should not be working directly with social media because the government, if you are in a banana republic, the first thing they always tell you is you need to take over the media. You need to take over the television, the airways, the newspaper, the print. Because of the fact that that's how you control information. And that's what this administration wants to do. They want to control information. They want to control the narrative. Right or wrong, good or bad or indifferent, that's what they want to do. And they can't do that if they do not have direct contact with these companies. Now, they're still going to work with the Zuckerberg. We all we all know that. And I laugh about the Zuckerberg because the Zuckerberg came out with, with his new threads. Uh, and it's it's basically Twitter. If you take a look at this new app, it, it's it's Twitter. <laughs> it is literally Twitter. And now Elon has sent out a cease and desist order uh, to Meta and this app threads saying basically it's just ripping us off. And evidently they took engineers, software engineers from Twitter and had them build this app and they launched it early. I'm not going to do it because if you actually read what rights and what inform and what access of information of your own information that you are giving up to be on the social media app, it, it's astounding, and it's astounding that Americans, at a certain segment of Americans, and mostly younger people, just look at this and say, you know what, I, I I could give up the rights to my own photos, to my own phrases, to whatever I put on it. I'm giving up all those rights, and that that information can be sold and disseminated any which way Meta pleases. So I'm not getting into that. Prime Day for Amazon's coming up on July 11th. Um, and, and honestly, like I, I like I like Amazon. <laughs> I like Prime Day. And we're gonna on July 11th. I think we're gonna do a show talking about the best deals on Prime Day. We'll also get back into my guilty pleasure movies and a bunch of other stuff. And we've said it once. We've said it before. We'll say it again. The truth shall always set you free. This is Tim. This is Get Off My Lawn. The Bad Ramblings of a Gen Xer. And I'm out.